Hello and welcome to Called Bank Sports. It's been an eventful week in the NBA. Danny Ainge gives us a third um gives us a flashback to 30 years ago when he went coast to coast in the NCAA tournament as he finishes <laughs> going coast to coast coming from Boston to Salt Lake City, Utah in a move that absolutely no one saw coming. Um and by no one I mean literally the thing that everyone was talking about after he stepped down is if and when he would be in Utah. <laughs> oh. Um, Dale and I are going to talk a bit about that today, and then also the league has been absolutely ravaged by um, health players entering health and safety protocols, and on a very much, um, not nearly as important note, my fantasy team has as well, which <laughs> um, maybe doesn't matter as much, and thankfully the Jazz have avoided any of that damage so far, but we're going to get into that here too. So Danny Ainge, I think, is a really big pickup, and the one thing that I remembered talking about when we were talking about it, Dale, is specifically I was thinking, I don't know if I want Danny Ainge to actually have an official role with the team because I've kind of got the vibe, um, and whether this is true or not, um, that other, you know, general managers and other team presidents don't like to make deals with Danny Ainge, that they've seen people get made absolute fools of and would rather not look like a fool than possibly make a good move. And I'm interested if that, you know, led into issues with trying to deal Gordon Hayward before he left or things like that. So I don't know what your thoughts are on Danny Ainge. Um, there's been a lot of talk about this 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 week, but I feel like there's not a lot of substance to the talk. Well, yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure what his role will be. I've not heard of a CEO of basketball before. I feel like they made up that role just for him. They um, did. I'm pretty sure Ryan Smith pretty much said that in the press conference. <laughs> it's like, yeah, CEO sounds good. <laughs> um, but um, the Jazz haven't been a team that people that make big trades anyway. Teams haven't been terribly willing to make trades with the Jazz. So uh, I don't know if that's a if that is the case. I don't know if that's a terribly big loss. But the the nice thing with um, Danny Ainge is. I feel like teams are a little bit more cautious around him, but Danny Ainge, where where a lot of his deals come in, are the teams that are desperate. And when you're desperate, you're just like. And and the nice thing is, it won't. It probably won't be Danny Ainge on the phone. He's not going to be the GM making the call. He might be in the room listening in, but uh, so that a, a lot of teams might not think of that first thing because they're not talking to Danny. They might not know he's a major part of the deal. But he might be able to sniff out the deals, put some ideas on for us to make trades. That being said, I don't think the Jazz really need to make trades right now. But the Celtics were really good for a long time, and they made trades to keep going. Also, Danny Ainge, when it came time to blow up the Celtics, he blew them up in the best possible way. He traded all their old stars for a bunch of picks, and those old stars stayed on the nets for not very long. And the Celtics just had a bunch of Brooklyn Nets picks when they were awful. So and, I mean, then he drafted well with those picks, right? Like yeah, picked that's up where Marcus Tatum and Smart. Brown came in. Yeah, pick, and and Marcus Smart too. And he saw when he needed to get rid of Fultz and was able to get rid of Fultz. And if I remember correctly, they got Brown in that pick, um, in that trade when when the Celtics got rid of Fultz. So like he's a good basketball mind. You can have your thoughts on him, your feelings, but he knows what he's doing. He's been a coach in the league. He was um, with the Celtics for 18 years. Like, 
That is a long time and, to, and it, to have that position. That Celtics team, there have been a lot of very successful um, coaches and general managers coming from that team. Larry Bird had a good time as a coach. He took the Pacers to the championship, to the finals. They didn't win. But uh, you see Rick Carlisle. You see Kevin McHale. You see Danny Ainge. So I, there's something magical about those Larry Bird Celtics teams and, and what those players are still doing in the NBA. No, it it really is. So I'm I'm excited to see what goes down with Danny Ainge. I th- I think it is a good pickup. Um, I am interested to see what happens since he is a fresh set of eyes, right? And he apparently um, he said he's watched every game this year, so he's also coming in um, well experienced at every Jazz game. So I'm interested to see if the Jazz do make any moves and how much of that is bringing in the fresh um, the fresh eyes someone who hasn't been a part of the organization before and um, can possibly bring some suggestions that other people haven't wanted to make. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. Like I I'm interested to see what kind of happens and if there's any changes to the jazz culture. Uh, I don't think the jazz need to make any trades, but Danny H yeah. might come in. He's a lot smarter at basketball than I am. He might see <laughs> something and um, maybe the jazz and there's starting to be some really good players made available right now. So maybe the Jazz are, are looking to make a trade. So maybe we'll make a trade video in a few days. I don't think the Jazz are are playing in a way that they need to, but there's always room for improvement. So if for those of you who are listening, if you have any ideas of, of trades that you think might be a good idea for the Jazz to look into, leave it in the comment section. We can We can have a conversation about that. Yeah. And I mean, I, like you said, I would expect to trade sooner rather than later if the Jazz are going to make one. Um, look okay. at the Jordan Clarkson deal. Like they made that in December. They did not wait remotely until um, they were not even close to the trade deadline. And you're going to have to incorporate them into the team. Um, Quinn Snyder is known for running some complex systems. Like if it's going to happen, it's going to happen soon. I am in agreement with you. I don't foresee anything happening. Um, I do believe I saw somewhere. And I can't remember who was reporting it, that there were um, it was someone on The Athletic. And sadly, I don't have an athletic subscription, so I couldn't read the um, the full thing. But the, the Jazz were looking for a defensive wing um, via trades. And it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I do think that we're at the point where we're going to see the Jazz giving up some picks to um, sweeten up what otherwise would be a bad deal. If they um, actually I don't even know, since the Jazz are over the cap, they might have to match salaries pretty dang close. So. It'll be interesting to see, but I am in agreement. I don't think we're going to see a trade this season, but you know, I mean, you never know with any game. You got to get your forty hours in. You got to get your forty hours in a week somehow. I don't know how you know (laughs) general managers and team presidents do that, but got to do it somehow. Basketball. (laughs) Oh wow! So Danny Ainge is awesome. Um, I'm excited for it. Let us know what you think in the comments. But we're gonna move on here to talk about health and safety protocols in the NBA. And frankly, something that it just seems to be decimating the league. And like I said, it's hurt my fantasy team. Obviously, people aren't here to, for me to whine about not having Giannis and Anthony Edwards. But well, I digress, I digress. We'll get back to the league itself. But let's just cut to the chase. Do you think the league might have to take a week off do you think that that's a real possibility coming up? I mean, if something doesn't change here, like 
you're going to have a lot more games get canceled or postponed, I, whatever they're calling it. I really hope that they don't. And I think the NBA, like, I, I think they have maybe a, a slightly more strict health and safety protocol than they really need to because they're trying to avoid games getting canceled. That being said, the the slightly more strict health and safety protocol might be the very thing that leads to like there have been several games who have been postponed already and it might lead to just like you know what let's take a break move everything back a week and and continue i hope that doesn't happen um but honest like and, and this is this is getting a little bit more uh, away from sports but as you see the virus is trending more towards it's easier to be spread uh it, it's more and more and more contagious, which is meaning there's going to be more and more positive tests. So I and I understand right now the league needs to be very careful with that, with how many people are in the stadiums, how many players are dealing. And like it's a lot of people who are in relatively close contact. Um, so the, the league needs to be very careful with this. And I'm I'm glad they're still more cautious with it. But I don't know with with. Uh, and, and maybe it's maybe it might be good to take a step back to readjust the rules for new variants. But I don't know. I hope that doesn't have to happen. The season has yeah. been amazing so far. There's been a full court game winning shot already. Like there's been some great things this season. So I'm hoping we don't have another season with an asterisk because of this. Well, and I'm I could be saying something wrong about this. Um but from my understanding, so first of all, the league and players association have set up to do more, um, to test more now, which I think is getting some some players who didn't really have any symptoms, and now they're getting tested and finding out that they have COVID, um, which kind of is frustrating that they ever moved away from the frequent testing when you look at it now, and that's obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, right? And we do know that with the variants. Um, and again, I'm not an infectious disease expert by any means, but with the variants and with the vaccine kind of acting like a flu shot, there's a reason you need to get a flu shot every year, um, waning in its efficacy, that we're running into some issues. And from what I understand, more than 97% of the league's players are vaccinated. And if you have a close contact, you don't, and you might, you have to have frequent tests. Per the um, per what I'm reading, but you didn't have to quarantine, which makes it seem that when you have so many players entering health and safety protocol, and 97% of the league is vaccinated, and so you're looking at like what, like 450 players in the league, like you've got like 20 players or so. That's really quick math off the top of my head. That's probably wrong. Who aren't vaccinated? So I think we're having a lot of vaccinated players test positive. And that's yeah. concerning. And so I think we're going to see the NBA continue to work with the Players Association. And I think we're going to start seeing some more strict COVID stuff. I don't think it's going to lead to no fans in the stands. But if we keep going this way, it could go back to reduced capacity. And however you feel about it and however you feel about COVID and things like that, like this is what's happened in the past. So it's fair to look at history, you know, especially over the past few months and extrapolate that those things have a high chance of happening. And I, knowing Ryan, well, not knowing him personally, but kind of 
understanding wait, wait, how he. Wait, Dale, he, you have an inside. He's, why, why? Yeah, Ryan Smith is my cousin. Yeah, no. <laughs> no oh, that like, would be such like, a Utah thing. Continue, sorry. <laughs> but like, ha, um, understanding kind of how Ryan Smith interacts with these things, understanding that <clears throat> Utah Jazz kind of got some bad press with Rudy Gobert being the first player to shut down a game. I think the Jazz as an organization and Ryan Smith as an owner are probably going to be um, more cautious with this and. I don't think Ryan Smith at this point is terribly worried about making a profit with the jazz because this is, this is more of just a, a fun investment for him rather than a money investment. Obviously he'd love to make money, but I don't think he's going to hesitate to make a move like less capacity in the stadium. Uh, and I don't think the money move is going to, and the, the money side of it isn't going to influence it much at all. I think it's I, going I to do. be more of a, I I don't want the bad press around the Jazz. I want to make sure everyone's safe. Like he he might be even though like Utah is probably slower to make those moves. Ryan Smith as an owner might be a quicker owner to make moves like that uh, compared to other league owners. Yeah, I do wonder though. Like he went into the luxury tax. Like he went whole hog. You know they they are they are all in. So I do wonder how much that might be a concern. Like. What's going to happen to the Jazz? I mean, Ryan Ryan Smith is rich. Like, let's get that out of the way. But, I mean, he sold Qualtrics to get rich. So it's not like he's sitting there, like, raking in a bunch of money from from Qualtrics. Like, I, I don't know everything about his finances. And to be honest, I know nothing about his finances. But how his, much of that was his, his accountant's my cousin that too. he had? Good to know. Good to know. I, I won't ask you, you know, to betray the family secrets, but so it. I'm concerned for the NBA. I don't think, I don't think the season's going to be canceled. Let me put it that way. Um, but like, I'm going to the Jazz game tonight, and I have to show my proof of vaccine. And if you're not vaccinated, you have to show a negative test. And the, if I were to see anything, and I would be really interested to see what happened, I think it might just move to negative tests. I feel like that would probably be the safest way to go about it because I was, I mean, just to, I was vaccinated second dose in March. I was vaccinated relatively early and I dropped a hint or two during a post game, but, and I got COVID, you know, um, end of October, early November. And that was feeling like I was being relatively safe. So obviously I'm hopefully an anomaly from that perspective, but I, I think we're going to see some more strict COVID crackdown here over the next few weeks. I don't think anyone wants to do it. I don't think anyone's excited about it, but it just kind of feels inevitable. And maybe and maybe I think all players are being tested every day again, and maybe that will like slow the roll and be the fix, but if it's not, it's I'm worried about have like you said having an asterisk next to the season, right? Since having Giannis out for, you know, a week to two weeks isn't good for the league. It's not good for the Bucks. And having Anthony Edwards out, like the T Wolves are still in contention. That's not good for the team. And they're missing other players. And I mean, again, thankfully it hasn't happened to the Jazz yet. And maybe Donovan Mitchell and Gobert are more concerned, but it still feels like a yet to me, at least. Yeah. They, this, when I heard that you said that the T Wolves were still in contention, the, I thought I thought you said right after that that's not good <laughs> for the league. I was like, yeah, oh. you're right. The T-Wolves should be bad. <laughs> you know, 
Um, I can't knock on small markets like that. Can't can't do that. Um, can't do that from a Utah perspective. If you know I was one of those Lakers reporters, maybe I'd say that and be fighting to get to the T Wolves in Seattle. But I on a tangent, I finally went to Seattle and realized where the Supersonics played, and it is a beautiful like it's right by the Space Needle. It's got a bunch of just like fun little arts um sculptures and things like that not little by any means but i i am disappointed i never got to go to an nba game there um i think I actually the trailblazers should move there because yeah. i would much rather go to seattle than portland <laughs> fair enough it's a bit easier to get to portland from utah a bit more reasonable of a drive um but it'll be it, it's gonna be rough for the league um no matter what and i think that it's already rough right now, but I've kind of been rambling. Hopefully, you know, everything I said have, has made some semblance of sense. And well, and a lot of this episode is speculative. We're just like, yeah, we let's, here's what we guess Danny Ainge will do. And like from what we're seeing around the league, we might have a, a brief shutdown again, which like I, I think the NBA is doing whatever scenario. they can to avoid it. Yeah. But if that happens, like last time the NBA shut down, they had no clue what to do. It was da- the season was delayed for months. Yeah. Um, and I think if if it comes to that, the league has been through it once before. They can probably cut it down to two weeks and have everything in place in two weeks for the season to, to just say, okay, everyone just. Go stay in your houses for two weeks, get healthy, and then come back and we'll continue. Um, yeah. And, and and there might be some concerns there with like, uh, I don't know, two weeks off of if, if they have people quarantine and have to stay in their houses and they can't work out the same way. Like there might be some injury issues coming up, but I don't think two weeks is long enough to really have a major issue there. I don't know. I know the NBA is going to try to avoid that, but yeah. Uh, well, I think it, the it, biggest it, concern, like you said, is, it might be trending in that direction, is Christmas Day coming up, right? And you have a slate of games. You have so many. And what happens when Luca and like Gobert and Mitchell are all out for the Christmas Day game? Like, I think that's <laughs> no an eight thirty tip. I, I think it's an eight thirty tip. And one of us, we're going to do a post game that night, which. I, <laughs> If that if that happens and everyone's out, I'm not going to be too excited for that post game. You know, we'll just have a live stream of like the final score and that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that that's one of the things that could cause issues. It's specifically the time of year, and if your Christmas Day slate gets destroyed by COVID, that's going to look terrible for the league. Um, like, and it's going to honestly just suck because I'm excited for that <laughs> Christmas Day slate. <clears throat> But I do well, think there's a high chance that we're going to see a lot of stars out. And there's a lot – like Christmas is like – like there's a lot of people who only watch the NFL on Thanksgiving. There's yeah. a lot of people who only watch college football on New Year's. There's a lot of people who only watch the NBA on Christmas. So it's a lot of eyes, and when they see that, it's now – because like there is kind of a bubble of day-to-day NBA fans that a lot of people – they may like the NBA, but they don't really know what's going on day-to-day. Christmas opens it up to everyone, even if you're not a basketball fan. So 
Yeah. Um, it's it's probably not as big as Thanksgiving in football, but it, it opens up much more publicly that if there's an issue like that, there will be a lot more pressure on Adam Silver to, to make a bigger move. No, there definitely will be. And let us know what you think in the comments. Um, We are not opening up the comments for a vaccine, COVID-19 fight or debate. Um, Just to be upfront, I'm going to delete those. But if I said something wrong, or if you want to provide some insight on what you think is going to happen in the league, um, please let us know. Also, I'm going to acknowledge that Utah State is playing today um, because I forgot to um, wish them luck <laughs> when they played San Diego State. And they were the they, only they team didn't need that, it. They were the only I wish the teams I wished luck all lost. Did I didn't wish Utah State luck and they won. So I will acknowledge We need to cut this Utah... part out of the video. We need <laughs> no, Utah I'm, State to win. <laughs> no, I'm acknowledging that Utah State is playing. I will not wish them luck because apparently that didn't go well last time. <laughs> so thank you for everyone. Oh, and BYU is playing today too, I think, or sometime soon. I don't know. Um, thank you guys for watching. We really appreciate the support. We'll be getting you post games um, all this week. Not sure if we'll get an episode on um, out on Christmas Eve, but we'll see what happens. So thanks again and go Jazz!